know you got it Fix your crown now, sis It's fix your crown with Shanice Khalil Fix your crown now, sis Get that it, no, no, you got it Fix your crown now, sis Get that it, no, 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 you got it Fix your crown now, sis Get that it, no, no, you got it Fix your crown now, sis It's fix your crown with Shanice Khalil I know sometimes it gets hard like I know sometimes you can't see the fire But just know what got on your side Everything will be alright Hi beautiful people Let me tell y'all Something happens when you take time and pray Cause like I can be honest The last few weeks I have not been able to like Pray like really really like really pray pray you know but i read this post other the other day and i'm like i have to make a podcast on that and it really ties into like my whole entire week um it said heal people tell their story different and i was like first it convicted me and then i had to stop and think like dang when when somebody get their heart broken or when somebody get betrayed by a friendship like whatever you notice how that person will always put all the blame on the one person that hurt them. Like they put the whole blame, like all the blame goes on that one person. And that was me. Um, I noticed in general, like when it's time for me to just events people what I went through, like in the past, I remember me victimizing myself i remember me saying this person did all of this to me this person was just mistreating me this person was so horrible i remember me telling my story out that wound out that hurtful place and i put the blame all on them and one thing that i learned today is no matter how bad somebody hurts you you have no business or no right to slander their name because you i said this on facebook today you don't have to excuse somebody poor behavior or pacify it or give them a second chance but you do have to show people grace you do have to show grace because grace was given to you just because that person's secret got out of them mistreating you don't mean god didn't keep secrets of you and not expose them so we have to be thankful for the secrets god didn't let get out and i just remember like i really slander a lot of people names like i literally slander behind closed doors like a lot of people that hurt me even like people that it was connected to i realized i slandered their name because i was so hurt and i felt like by me being so hurt that justified me slandering their name and saying how much of a horrible person they was it don't give you a right to do it and that's like dang i'm like that is like that is major growth for me because I don't know how many times, like, I probably have, like, majority of my podcast, um, I tried my best not to slander that person, but I still wanted to share my story and share the things I went through, but at the same time, I still had flesh, like, flesh moments where I was slandering his name and was downing him, and that was, that's disrespectful, and a lot of times, we think, like, hey, that person crossed me, like, I don't owe them no loyalty, I don't owe them no respect, but at the same time, we have to stop and think of all the things we've done to God and think of all the things that God let us slide through and like God let us come back from. Like God graced us through the craziest things that only you and God only know. Like you have secrets with God only you know. And people get this confused. Like if I forgive a person, then I had to let that person back in. Or if I forgive a person, then I had to reconnect with them or rekindle. No, you can forgive, release, and move on. Like it's 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 easy to do that. 
And we think forgiving come with rekindling. You don't have to rekindle. And I remember I had a conversation this week with someone. And I just apologized. And I normally, I normally just like write a long paragraph. Like me just saying, oh, you did this, you did that. But no, like in that message, I had to really take accountability and apologize. Because I was wrong. Like no matter how much a person done me wrong, I had to stop and backtrack. Like, the last person I dated, and I remember him treating me terribly wrong. Like, I would never excuse that or justify nothing that he done. But I remember, I had God convicted me. God said, I want you to, I want you to go back to the reason why y'all connected to begin with. And I remember I was in a season where I was so broken and God told me not to date. I remember I was in a season where God told me, you're not healthy enough mentally to open up to love somebody right now. Like, you're toxic right now. But I thought I had that mentality at that time that I can fix somebody, that I can repair somebody, or I can find somebody to love me, or whatever the case was. I knew I wasn't capable of loving anybody new at all when I when I connected with him on a deeper level. So it wasn't his responsibility to tell me to go ahead. It's not, it wasn't his responsibility to tell me, oh, we can't date. I knew that. I knew that before we even laid down to have sex. I knew that once sex was involved, when men and him used to have sex, I knew the consequences that came from it. I knew that. But we get so mad that God and victimize ourselves. Like, I always hear this phrase on this sermon, and the man said, a lot of times we victimize ourselves when we simply volunteered it so, so much. I volunteered in that. And I did, and it was like, it, I felt so much peace at my soul. When I said that message, like, I apologize as a woman. I apologize because I know as much as pain you caused me, it was so many times I've been it to other people. Um, it was so many times I've been into other people and I slander his name. I told his business. I, I was like, and I felt like I had the right to do that because of what he done to me. And you don't have the right to slander nobody's name. And I was like, wow, like, and God, like, super, like, really, really convicted me. Like, Shanice, like, when you was telling the story, you wasn't telling the whole story. And it take, it take growth. Like, for me to even say this right now, like, I feel God because it's like, it take growth for me to say that. Because it's so common that we see women just bashing a person that hurt us. So when I do, when I do talk about my past, always talk about what I done too. I don't feel safe no more to just talk about what they did. Because like I always said, every relationship I've been through that mistreated me or crossed me, it was something in me deep down that allowed them to do that to me. It was something within me that allowed me to do that. And I shared a post today on Facebook. And I was saying like, through my years of dating or like really growing up to be a woman, always thought that I didn't have a type. And I thought I didn't have a type because nobody I dated looked like, like everybody one was light-skinned one was brown-skinned one was dark-skinned one had dreads one had curly hair one had waves like everybody was different so I didn't I didn't think I had a type when it came to men but I learned that my type was I was attracted to men that was hard workers that was that wasn't lazy that liked to work and they was great dads to their kids but they was horrible partners to their spouse or the person they was with and I had to get to the root of that and the root of that was my the man who raised me my dad my stepdad that was the man he was he was a great dad to his nephews he was a great dad to my mama kids that wasn't even his blood kids he was a great dad to all of us and he was a hard worker had a nine to five and hustle on the side 
but he was a horrible partner to my mom. So he shaped my my definition of love. And even if it wasn't correctly, that was my definition. That was my standard. So since that was my standard, me not knowing that was wrong, I thought that was right when it was wrong. So I went out and picked men like that. No matter the color they shade their skin, that's the man that I chose. So I can't blame them when they mistreated me when I chose you. Not like I said before, you can't. We're not justifying that somebody mistreated you. That's on you if you keep, if you think you should forgive a person, then get them a a million chance. Them chances are dead with me. Like I'm so at peace with my soul, and I remember, um, I just remember this week being so at at peace with my like my spirit. It was so uncomfortable that I chose me for the first time. Like it was so uncomfortable that I had I had a chance to go back to a same pattern. But but God convicted me. And one verse I like in the Bible is saying that God will give you so much kindness that it will convict you to not go back to what broke you. Meaning God will actually bless you so much and that you can't even be disloyal to God because it's like, how can I be disloyal to God after all the good things God has done for me? And that's how I looked at it. It was like my flesh, like my flesh didn't even consider it this time. My flesh was like, she needs, there's no way God had opened so many doors. Like, you would literally portray God just to look back on your past. And that's how I had to see it. Like, Shanice, like, God, mercy was that good to you. When you was crying and didn't know what to do, losing yourself and, and suicide in the hotels, having suicide thought, God literally saved you from that. So are you telling me you're willing to risk your past over what God already done for you? Is that worth the risk? I had to be honest with myself. God kindness is so sweet to you that it would it would stop you. It would stop you from like, wait a minute, like when you get to the point where your loyalty is with God over people, I promise you, life goes so smooth. Like life goes like so you may go through trials and tribulation, but if you keep that in first in your mind, like I like, dang, if I make this decision, is it pleasing man or is it pleasing God? Because you should always please God over everything, even once you're married, like you have to stop and think, is this pleasing God or is this pleasing? So that when I do get married, I feel like I'm ready for marriage or almost ready because I'm going to be faithful would be easy to me because I'm being faithful to God. Me cheating on my spouse. If I get married, it's me cheating on God. Me breaking a promise that I, I, I said at the altar, making a vow to God. It's not me breaking my promise to a man. It's me being faithful to, to God. And I was just doing a quick Bible study because I actually have a Bible study in a few minutes with my friend. Um, but I was reading Psalms 51 and I want to share really quick. And it say, the sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken or repent heart, oh God. And what that pretty much meant to me is sacrifice your broken heart and give it to God. Get, make that sacrifice on you giving that heart to God. God will not reject it. God prefer you are broken. God prefer the broken version of you. God don't want that person who walking around like I got it all together and I'm cool when deep down I'm destroyed in the inside. God don't want that person. God want the person who literally can admit that God I'm broken. That I keep making the same mistakes. That God, I keep tearing my own life apart. I keep being disobedient. God wants that person. God don't want the person who act like, hey, I'm good. I'm living my best life. I'm just do what I want to do. The way I say it, I told Jesus, take the wheel because I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of driving. 
I told, I said, God, take the wheel. Like, I'm tired. But I used to have the mindset, like, God, this is my car. This is my rule. This is my life, and I'm grown. I'm going to take my own wheel. But no, God wants that broken part of you. Like, we think that walking with God is just this cake. Like, like it's not like that at all. Like, walking with God is literally admitting to God, I'm weak. God wants the weakest part of you. Like, I was just reading a verse today how God... I wish I can find it really quick. That God wants the weakest part of us. Like God wants the weakest part of us. And he wants us to expose that weak part to us. But he can show us the truth. But we can heal it. It's parts within us that secrets. And we had to just get to the bottom of it and tell God. But y'all. I was like. Heal people tell their story really different. They tell their story extremely different. And you have to be willing to admit that. You have to be a willing that somebody crossed you and betrayed you. And you slandered that person's name. And that wasn't right. And if you think that was justified, there's so much healing left to do. You didn't deserve it, of course. Let me say that. You didn't deserve none of it. You didn't deserve none of the pain that you went through. But we can't slander. Always say this. like You're not responsible for your trauma, but you are responsible for your healing. And healing you getting revenge or you trying to get even or you trying to purposely manipulate somebody for they can feel your pain and pick and choose when to destroy them. Like that that's not right. Cause you're you're bad as much as they bad. Like you're you're worse as much as they worse. Like you you the same mindset. There's no sin bigger than the other. It don't matter who hurt who first at the end of the day. We're still going back and forth hurting each other. And I had to be honest with myself. And I had to be warm enough to apologize. Because no matter how bad I seen my exes, I did bad too. I slandered their name. I told their business. I told people that it was just this horrible person. And like, like, and I could have changed somebody else's view of how they see that person. When that person, it's a possibility they change, you know? We can't just slander people's name because they hurt us. It's not okay. But y'all, I love y'all. I really, really do. And I just thank God for this podcast because this is like a really, it summed my whole week and to end it. And I studied and I was like, wow, that really just sum it up. Heal people tell the story really different. But I do. I, I always hope and pray that um, this week set, set goals. Like small goals lead to big goals. Like small goals, like build a bridge to get you to that big goal that you're aiming towards. Set small goals and like, um, I read something recently and it was saying like, we don't need inspiration. We need self-discipline. Self-discipline is what leads you to success. Those moments where you self-discipline yourself, like, oh, I'm going to stay on social media this long, or I'm going to read a book for like an hour of the day, or I'm going to pray an hour of the day. I self-discipline yourself. Once you self-discipline yourself, that helps you obtain your big goal. So set three small goals a day this week. Write it down. Check it off by the end of the night. Even if you complete two out that three, that's still great. Even if it's just one, just start setting small goals of what you can do better that would empower you and push you towards your greatest version of yourself. But I love y'all. And I just hope and pray y'all have a blessed week. And I just hope God has given y'all peace and joy. And just remember, like, just keep, fight and let's keep fighting the fight and I promise you it gets better.